This episode of Pompey Talk is brought to you in association with Portsmouth.co.uk. To stay in the know about everything happening at Fratton Park, including the latest news, analysis and transfer updates, take out an online Pompey subscription with the Portsmouth News today at portsmouth.co.uk forward slash subscriptions. Hello and welcome to Pompey Talk, the news podcast. I'm Jordan Cross, joined by Head of Sport, Mark McMahon and Blues writer Will Rooney to bring you bang up to speed with the latest from Fratton Park. On this week's show, we carry out the Doncaster inquest, what the heck went wrong at the keep moat with the formation, assess Hadji Minogue's role within the defeat, why it was unfair to blame the Southie lad for making him the full guy for the mistakes and what Kenny Jackett has done wrong with the defender this season. We look at who are the men who can now drag Pompey out of the black hole their season has fallen into and Facebook Live interviews with the Pompey boss. What it's like speaking to Kenny Jackett when there's so much fan fury and anger. We're now available from wherever you download your podcast, so give us a listen, like and subscribe to get each edition delivered to your device and keep your finger firmly on the PO4 Pulse at portsmouth.co.uk. Hello and welcome to Pompey Talk, the podcast. My name is Mark McMahon and joining me today to discuss all things Pompey, good and bad, although there's more bad than good at the minute, is Jordan Cross and Will Rooney. Mark, Mark, well done for picking up the energy of that intro. We've been through the floor (laughs) the last 45 minutes of sports desk calls. We've been low, haven't we? It's been low. Last week I asked Will that he want a late substitution because he, he, he injured himself in the warm-up. This time I was actually thinking of substituting him myself and phoning Neil Allen because his mood in the last phone call we had was rock bottom. And I, I thrive off Neil Allen. I, I thrive off Will Rooney's energy and I'm just not getting it today at all. It's grim, isn't it? We're still locked up in our cells and Pompey. <sighs> Give us nothing for the third, yeah, for the third <laughs> season in a run. It's um, it's hard to be upbeat at the minute, isn't it? With, with uh, even on my day off yesterday, the weather was grim as anything, and now the sun's shining as I'm back in work, so can't even uh, can't even take the small battles. Oh well, I think that that his demeanour speaks for Portsmouth fans, doesn't it, at the moment? Exactly. But then I don't know if it, if it is to truly represent Portsmouth fans he needs more anger you need a bit more <laughs> anger you need, need to scatter you need to abuse the news mate come on get stuck into the news Where is our fault yeah you stick the boot in <laughs> look at what you've been saying no it's not us that's been saying it it's you that's been saying it it's the fans yeah. no we're going to have a go at you anyway come on <laughs> this is we need some anger we need, we need Matt Ritchie we need to make Matt Ritchie anger that's what we want mm. Matt Ritchie come on he's start throwing Throwing a few paddies around and uh, getting get, get <laughs> yeah. us all going again. What? What is that all about, by the way? Matt Ritchie, like the nicest bloke in the world, kicking off, having a throwing F's and Jeffs at Steve Bruce. And <laughs> biggest biggest story going around. Matt Ritchie is a consummate professional. Great lad. Great lad. He must have done something. Bruce must have said something about his family. Or his, I don't know. He's done something. He worked hard to piss off Matt Ritchie. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there'll be hopefully no effing and jeffing in this episode, but yeah, we can't guarantee that in a normal sports desk meeting, so control yourselves mm. for this one. 
Um, we said we'll talk the good and the bad about Pompey. Let's go to the good. There we go. That's that done. Let's go straight to the bad then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but where's he going? Where's he going to take this one? <laughs> I was, nothing I good. Was trying to think. Nothing good. Well, I, I got it. I got it. Come on. <laughs> I got it. You had me talking about I found a pizza hut at the Keepmate Stadium, didn't you? That was well, it. That was the good. That, that was, was the only positive for my conversations with you, Jordy, that there was a pizza hut and the hotel right beside the ground for you to just leave the ground as quickly as possible. Yeah. That's all that's all I've that's all I've got for you from Tuesday night. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about the bad then. Where do we start? Let's start with the formation, Jordy. Um oh, Yeah. What was that all about? Uh, yeah. Um, all right. Case for the defence goal. Set myself up for a fall here, aren't I? <laughs> um, the, the the explanation for it from Kenny was he thought Pompey were weak down the right, so he wanted to solidify the right side. Um, so that was that was the the, the thinking behind it. Um, but um, the formation being that, that Kenny changed from from a regular formation to a, a back three, three five two effectively. Um, on, on Tuesday night um, away from what he's been doing lately um, so that was a, a, a big departure but an, an alarm bell rang for me when and I tweeted it in the warm up we were trying to work out when the team team sheets went in it looked like a, a back three but the warm up the defensive headers they, they operate as a back four Jack Rockmore at right back so the fact they were doing that to me said hold on they're not 100% sure of it here they're already looking at plan B here already and so that kind of uncertainty and lack of clear, concise thinking, which is a big mantra of Kenny Jackets, it, it rang an alarm bell straight away. When it became clear it was a back three, um, it was at the start, the uncertainty that which killed Pompey, conceded a goal. Um, you could see straight away there was a space between Jack Watmore on the, on the right side of the three and, and Haji Minogue at, at wing back for for Doncaster to exploit and they had wingers who could get round and get inside behind Hadji. And so so approval of the goal, it was um, a good through ball from Bostock, but um, as Andy Butler, the, the new manager at Doncaster, said, he thought there was an opportunity to exploit when they saw the team sheets. Um, and they did. And it proved to kill Pompey, really, because 25 minutes, they, they, they made the change. There were no Kenny Jackets being vilified for it and he set himself up for a fall because when you make these changes and they don't come off, you 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 know you're going to be criticised. But some of the slight case for defence, this stuff that Kenny Jackett doesn't know his best team. You see this at every level, right up from the very very top of the game, where the managers will tweak their formations and change things depending on the on the opposition from Klopp and Guardiola down. So that that's not quite fair, but it didn't work, and we're in League One, and we do need a clear path forward especially at this time of the season um, where where Pompey need to know what they're doing and sometimes it is less is more and to keep it simple and in the end in what actually was a you know a disappointing performance there wasn't actually a lot between the sides um, in terms of opportunities I thought Pompey had a good shout for a penalty with Minoga uh, bits and pieces the the cannon shot which was deflected then they had the goal from McKenna Bire and then there was the kind of late chances for Pompey but reflecting on it they got killed they didn't create much through the game Pompey so that's a criticism but that start ultimately was what undid them well as Jordy pointed out there like if this had worked for Kenny Jackman on Tuesday night Kenny Jackman would be a genius he got his tactics spot on he's utilised the squad he's changed it up after a couple of 
poorish results. But mm. if, if that doesn't work, you are vilified for it, aren't you? I don't even think it was either wing... Don't get me wrong, wing-backs didn't work, but I think he got it wrong in the midfield as well, putting Harvey White in there. When you had Ball playing midfield in Bostock and um, Matt Smith and Coppinger floating around, yeah, they just had too much time on the ball as well to be able to pick these passes. They didn't have a... Uh, when Andy Cannon came on, at least he, he was snapping at the heels. Naylor's... Superb defensive midfielder, but maybe he's a little bit more reactive as such, making making challenges when he comes towards them and and um, making interceptions. Whereas Cannon will get at players and really get in the faces. And obviously, Harvey White's more of a ball playing midfielder, so I think I think that's enough either. But look, wing backs, you you can't just play wing backs. You can't just say right, we're playing wing backs today. It, it takes time to work on them. Every time Pompey played them in the league, it hasn't worked. Um, it's Stevenage. The... Do you remember Stevenage from those years ago? <laughs> it just coming to I, my head. I, talk... I weren't there. Like, but... I'll, I'll talk about it in a minute. Go on, carry yeah, on. But, yeah. but under Jacket, anyway, I'll say it hasn't worked. I remember his first season, Rotherham didn't work. Reverted quickly back. The only time it's worked is in the in the Papa John's Trophy when you played Southend, who you know, were in an absolute crisis when they played them in October and Minogue did well, but even they rung the changes for that game and then Cheltenham as well, where where you had Cameron Pring on the other side, who's grown up as a wing back to be fair to him and um, it was a, it was against a League Two side again. You you're coming up against a, a promotion chasing League One side and you you try and wing backs with a lad in Minogue will probably come into who let's you know he is very experienced, very wet behind the ears. We're probably coming onto the fact that he should have went out on loan this season. That might be a mistake that Kenny Jacket's made. You've thrown him into the deep end in what's without doubt his biggest game of his career, and it's difficult. It's difficult for for a lad who has grown up as a centre back and he's getting asked to play as a wing back, which is a difficult role in itself for any experienced pro. Mm. If you're going to play wing back, as has it maybe been tempted to put Ryan Williams there over over Minoga, but it just didn't work, did it? And as you say, Josie, the fact that they were lining up with, with what more right back? Why didn't they just start like that? Why didn't they just mm. say we're not going to have the same attacking attacking threat down the right towards with Callum Johnson? He's injured. We accept that, but what we're going not what we're going to do is not be weak down that side. We're going to be solid. Which when they did revert to, to a um, a back four for what more that's a decent game at right back as a standard. Yeah. Jordy, like there was definitely a need to freshen up the team, wasn't there? Which there there was some new players come in. But they changed the formation too. In hindsight it was not the right thing to do. If if Pompey had to play one more right back, give Cannon a rest as they did, maybe vary up the forwards and got a point from that there game, I think it would actually all be a wee bit, you know, we went to Doncaster and picked up a, a really good point there, but nothing positive has come out of it at all, has it? No, no. Um, Minoga, it, it, it didn't work. Uh, there's, there's two sides to this one. I I think Kenny, Kenny's got it wrong. He, he would put his hands up to that. He, he'd give me his explanation. Um, but... Minogue at wing back was one thing. He's a young lad. He's still learning the game. Um, he's got to develop his football intelligence and um, operate in a way that he's not quite. He had to operate in a way on Tuesday that he's not quite ready to. Um, there was a lot of. He, he's very physical. Um, he looks like a man. 
he's got high energy, but he hasn't got the, quite the football now yet uh, to smell danger. Um, and that happened on a number of occasions on Tuesday. Um, and, and that's a problem for him. I've, we've, well, let's th- th- defend him then to say he was then moved to, to midfield, which is, he's, not a, he's not really a wing back. He's certainly not a right midfielder. Um, so there was too many square pegs in round holes, and it, and it was it was unfair on him really to to ask him to you know to judge him on on that performance when he's you know he's not operating in places he's used to at you know the highest level that he, he's ever operated. So I think that was um I think that was was wrong really, and that was a, a good part of why that happened. It's it's wrong to the pinpoint Minogue to at the end of the day well he's only a young lad he's he's had very f- few games this season due to the pandemic and all that there and he's just been dropped in the team all of a sudden due to injuries to Callum Johnson James Bolton what have you like so he, he's not the fall guy this year but at the same time too I'm sure Pompey are regretting maybe not sending him out on loan team in a League 2 club or something like that or National League side just for him to, to pick up some much needed senior football yeah, definitely. Um, when um, when they signed Callum Johnson, initial thought, well, that's Minogue who can go out and get on loan, get out on loan now and get some senior experience because he's been around for the first team for a while, hasn't he? Since he was sixteen at Crawley, and we all know that Kenny Jackett holds him in high regards. I know that the Academy have held him in high regards. He's come through, but he's always, as Jordy said, he's got to develop that intelligence and become a little bit more streetwise because even after he come back from injury when he when he done his foot was it a victorious um, on the way to victorious you know it wasn't <laughs> careful long, how you it, phrase that <laughs> it, it, it wasn't it wasn't long in the academy after he, he got sent off in an academy game so clearly the lad needs to go out and play senior football let's not let's as you say Mark it's harsh to judge him on on that performance at Doncaster because he's got all the attributes it was a surprise to me that, that Kenny Jackett bumped him ahead of James Bolton in the pecking order because, he, you know, if you if you loaned him out to the National League, a bit like they did with Hacker Fairchild, he could have had a 28-day recall. So I don't really understand why they didn't. And obviously, no. I think Weymouth was sniffing around and I think Jackett thought that was a little bit low. Fine. Weymouth are obviously scrapping for their lives in the, um, the National League, but why not get him out to a mid-table National League side, you know, and, and easily maybe, something like that, mm. um, where he would be at a decent standard of football, even Bromley as well with with, with Hacker Fairchild. Um, but that's obviously a decision that, that Jackett's got to live with now. Um, it looks like James Bolton's going to be back ahead of him in the pecking order. But yeah, if, 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 if Jackett could go back to the summer now, would he loan Minogue out? I, I think he would do, yeah, definitely. Jordy, like we can discuss this performance till the cows comes home, and we can still be here to next Tuesday. I'm yeah. still not. But one key thing for me is is at the moment the forwards just are not performing. So there seems to be an abundance of talent in Pompey's forward department. It's unreal. I'm sure a lot of clubs look at it with envious eyes, but at the minute, I I can't pick one forward-thinking player that is actually doing it for Pompey at the moment, which is a massive, massive concern. Uh, I was at the, in the press box about 60, 70 minutes in on Tuesday and I turned to Neil and said, do you know what? I can't think of the last time one of our attacking players has had a good game. 
And I, gen- I genuinely couldn't. I genuinely can't. Everyone, I look at players at the moment that are performing. I come to the same ones all the time. And it's all defensive, solid players. Uh, the Nailers, what more when he plays? Callum Johnson's a good egg, a good, solid, dependable player. Uh, Bolton came in and had a couple of decent games before he had a, a, a rickety one uh, uh, at Bristol Rovers. Sean Raggett, when he hasn't got a rick in him, um, you know, consistent, really. But, it's, yeah, it, it, I can't think of the last time. That, and they're just, off the back of that, they're bereft of, of confidence. And, and you just go through the same motions that every time Pompey start well. Curtis should have scored on Tuesday early on, maybe. Or maybe done better with his early opportunity. They, um, they, they've slowly run out of ideas. Then their confidence saps. Then they have the big diagonal ball from centre-half. Go and diag, try and win headers, get bits and pieces. Um, get, get forward, get crosses in. But the quality in all those areas has been, been tailing off. You don't see Pompey come out. You don't see Pompey check back out again and then move the ball across the pitch, parallel across the pitch, like you do to create openings, like you do at the high, you see at a higher level. They come back in, or they don't necessarily hit the ball on the cross, they come back in, inverted ringers, and try and little, operate in small spaces in and around the penalty area. Pompey have never had that, and they're not. But because of the, the way they operate, and Tom Nader said this last weekend, he said, I don't think we take enough care in our final product. It's, and some of the crossing on Tuesday was abysmal. Marcus Harness, who's been held up as oh, well, a player who isn't scoring goals but creates, some of his crossing was tragic. It, like, really bad stuff. And I, I, you know, I think there's questions where Ronan Curtis needs to step up and, and big games for Pompey over the time he's been here. Um, but you couldn't blame him for you know, a lot of the supply that was going in on Tuesday. But off the back of that, Confidence drains. Um, so yeah, Pompey. That's what kind of they found himself in this state of flux off the back of it. At the other end of the pitch, the defensive solidity which they they had for so long is now been undone by individual mistakes. So and it is not wholesale bad defending; it's individual mistakes. So it's all kind of come together in a perfect storm of why we're Pompey in this bad run now. That that's my my observation. I know people want to be take deeper analytical looks at it. I, I don't quite buy that but I think it's just that that's all come together to see Pompey bereft of confidence at the moment well there's not really much Jack can do the weather is there I know he's got Hawilla on the bench and everybody thinks at this moment in stage Hawilla is a world beater but with no real proof of that there at all but like he, he has to keep faith for these players there's only you can take one out and let the rest of them play but he doesn't have that many options really so we're, we're stuck with it unfortunately unless Michael Jacobs comes in which we're hoping he does on Saturday against Northampton. But bar him, you're, you're stuck with these players, aren't you? Jacobs is the one you think might be able to give them a lift, isn't it? Um, when one player comes in and is having a good game and, and raises the game, then that normally has a, a positive knock-on effect with, with the rest. Like We've seen that with Jacobs as well when he's been at his best. When when he um, when he arrives and once he got match fit, then that it was, it was, for me, no coincidence that that was Pompey's best spell of the season. Um, when they won it, like to Lincoln and and Sunderland's and obviously Jacobs picked up his injury there. It's no coincidence that he's lifted them. He's been promoted three times, obviously, out of this league. He's a, a classy, classy operator. But will Jacobs be fit to face Northampton? Reigns to be seen. But yeah, I just think that you know, with fifteen games left now, just try something different. Just go for it. Give her we will a go. Give buyers a go. Yeah. Just try something different. And, you know, we, we all know about Kenny Jackett's contract situation. 
go out on your shields if you're not going to go up. Go out having a real good go at it. Don't go out doing the same old thing if, if things aren't going to change. As Geordie said, the end, the, the end product's not improving. Then do something different. Give Hawul a go. He's looked all right, hasn't he? When he's did on Tuesday when he came on, I thought he's looked all right. Is he is he really going to be any worse than the Marquis or Harrison? Honestly, probably not. So give him a give him a give him a go. Um, give Byers a go. Williams has unfairly come out of the team. I know people maybe crab his end products, but he sets up the goal at Bristol Rovers, and he always gives you that energy down the right harnesses. Is badly out of form and even even harness like if his crossings letting letting Pompey down the minutes why not give him another goal up front? He was superb the first half of the season up front when he was playing up front before Pompey obviously wanted to get him get him on the ball more. But if he's your best finisher or one of your best finishers, which Kenny Jack had said, maybe he just needs that chance to get for an opening rather than trying to get him on the ball and affect things. Maybe. If Pompey get him a chance on goal, then... <laughs> Two minutes, I'll be back in a sec. <laughs> <laughs> the meltdown Joey's kids. But yeah, maybe if they have that one open, bang, goal, that lifts everyone then. I'd like to see just Pompey try something different now. It hasn't been working. Let's just see what they can do. If you if you gamble now with 15 games left. Is it is Jacket in the same position then as as he was on Tuesday night where he, he took a gamble on the formation? If he takes a gamble on freshening things up, playing Huwila, playing Byers, bringing Michael Jacobs straight back in, if it works, fantastic, here we go. But if it fails, lo and behold, bang, here we go. More criticism. So yeah. it's a tough yeah. call to make, isn't it? Kenny Jacket doesn't mind that though, does he? I think he's shown he doesn't give a monkey's what supporters <laughs> think of his decisions. In his time at Pompey, hasn't he? I think we've got ample evidence of of, of that in uh, in recent seasons. Uh, in the big occasions, which again is one of my big frustrations, Pompey not seizing the playoffs for two years. I'm sure I'm probably going to repeat a lot of what uh, Will just said because there was an anarchy going on in the cross household in the kitchen. I, I apologise. <laughs> um, but um, there, there's three players that can make a difference there. He said to Hula, but certainly I think buyers... I thought I've written a column. I think Byers can be make a difference. And similar, Jacobs when he arrives at the end of last season. Now he's been injured, Jacobs, but he offers. We've got a lot of energy about Pompey, the Ronan Curtises, and people like that. But we haven't got someone who can pick a pass like quite like mm. Michael Jacobs and certainly George Byers. Now I've asked the question: Why George Byers? I haven't seen more of him. I couldn't get. I couldn't work it out. I didn't. I had no clue what that was about. Um, he came in at Bristol Rovers. I thought he was the best player in a in a an abysmal performance admittedly but then we didn't see him again and now we see I'd, I'd see that he's uh, hit Instagram sort of with a, um, a head, head explosion emoji, emoji sort of like trying to work out why uh, he can't work out what's going on at the moment why he's not getting the game the answer apparently is that when Pompey play a four Jacket's thinking is that they haven't got enough energy if they play Naylor and Byers Byers being someone who can pick a pass and, and Cannon being one that can drive forward that's the reasoning I, don't think you can probably go wrong with with giving buyers a go. And Jordan, also, Jordan, think... uh, Jordan, I'm just going to interrupt there. Sorry, I'm shaking my head yeah. what you just said, and I know you've got that on good authority. But what was the point in bringing him in? Pompey been playing four four two most of this season. So if you're looking to give Cannon a rest, then why mm. why was George Byers deemed to be the player that's going to come in and give Cannon yeah. that rest and compete with him for that position? That's just ridiculous, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. 
I think that anger probably would have been, you know, people listening to this podcast, Pompey fans who are angry at the moment, they'll probably be shouting the same way. So good for you for coming in like that because you're representing <laughs> their general anger at the moment. We need a bit I more am anger angry. I am angry at the minute. I have to admit, I am. I'm paying £10 mm-hmm. at the minute every single game and I'm sitting every night going, why did I do that there today? <laughs> Sorry, I let you crack Again, off. again, I think you're probably uh, <laughs> reflecting what Pompey fans feel in general at the moment. You only have to look at the Facebook lives that um, I do at the moment and the Kenny Jacket post-match when you just look at, trying to do a Facebook live to camera and you'll just see an explosion of emo- <laughs> angry emojis and lots of swearing. And you're trying to try and keep your professionalism as you look at the camera, keep the peace on, yeah. And then, Kenny, and then you're trying to ask Kenny Jacket questions. That's another one, by the way. And you'll see him. Put the camera up to Kenny Jacket. Stop smiling, Kenny Jacket. That's another one. Stop smiling. Stop smiling the camera. That, that, that pisses everyone off as well. And you're sat there. Will will concur with me on this one. And you're looking and you're thinking. Try not to look at it. But they're all flying up on the flying past. It's angry emojis everywhere. And you've got Kenny Jacket stood in front of you like. Uh, yeah. And you try not to laugh as well. <laughs> try not to laugh. Ask the proper questions. Uh, uh, yeah, we are. We're getting stuck into Kenny here. And are, people, they don't quite understand that that's a two-minute video. We do have a long interview with Kenny Jacket where we have to then get into the deeper questions that they do ask. That's probably a snapshot, which is probably an unfair yeah. reflection. I totally forgot what I was, I was talking about bias, wasn't I? Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Um, I can't, I, yeah, you're right. I can't. I can't offer an explanation for it. Really, yeah, you, you've got, he's banged to rights on it, isn't he? He brought him in, but I think Kenny would look at different formations. I think Byers will get more of a chance now uh, uh, moving forward. Certainly, um, I, I just yeah, I just can't. I think him and Jacobs can make make a difference trying to scramble around for a positive if we keep Jacobs fit. But Byers, I Byers, I spoke to him after a game recently. I was like. Any chance of a game, George? And he laughed at me. He's like, you've got more effing chance of a game than I have at the minute. He's, so he, he's, he's pretty pissed off at the moment as well. He's probably thinking, he's thinking, why am I here? Because he can make a difference. And he's got a bit about him. He's got a lot about him. Boys. He don't play those games in the championship without having something to offer. So mm. these are the players we can change, you know, hopefully look to in the, in the coming weeks because we need to find that spark from somewhere. And the Jacobs and the Awoolers... Um, and the boys are, are players that can offer spark. Well, if if Pompey don't find this spark or, or, or do something differently, as as both as we all agree they need to do, they're in a very very serious, precarious position where they could be out of the playoff picture completely. You've got Doncaster, you've got games in hand, leveling points. You've got Ipswich. All of a sudden, Ipswich out of nowhere. I know they've got Paul Cook there too. They could overtake Pompey, and Pompey are going to be on the outside looking in. They need to do something quickly, don't they? Ipswich are the one you worry about now with Paul Cook coming in. You fully expect a um, new manager bounce there, don't you? Um, mm-hmm. Especially the mood that was around Portman Road and it's come out um, under Paul Lambert's tenure. So you think definitely Paul Cook's going to have an impact there. Doncaster, maybe. Obviously, Darren Moore's gone and Andy won the first game under Andy Butler, but you wonder, will he have as big of an impact as Moore? Possibly, possibly not, but even still. Sunderland's are flying now. Peterborough look nailed on for, for automatic promotion. Do they? You, you worry about this season petering out again. Um, I, I expect Pompey to finish in the top six, but again, going into the playoffs for the third year in a, in a row in poor form. And as we've seen, this, it's no way to go into, two, into three one-off games potentially when you're short of confidence and... You haven't been at your best. Um, players looking a little bit leggy. 
for as Jules said, Byers could make a difference. Jacobs is probably Pompey's best player for me when he's at his best. Give those two lads a go. Give Will a go. Give Ryan Williams a go back into the team. Um, if not, then you're going to get to 10 games to go and there's going to be concerns whether Pompey are going to finish even in the top six, which yeah. there haven't even been, certainly two years ago, there was no concerns about that because it went right down to the wire for the top two race um, last season. Obviously, don't know how it was a pans out, but if Pompey don't pick up points against, say, Sunderland's Tuesday, Peterborough Tuesday after, then it could be a concern that, that they miss out on the top six altogether. Jordy, it's it's fair to assume. Well, it's not not assuming anything. The narrative now is Pompey have missed out on automatics after Tuesday night. It is all about finishing now in the top six. Don't look at. I mean, I know fifteen games to go, anything to happen. But look at what your eyes tell you. But, you know, I, I will always, look, you know, be a be a you know an optimist but a realist. But look at your, what your eyes tell you. Seven point gap. Pompey aren't capable of, of, of bridging it at the moment. It's forget the top two. It's firmly a fight for a place in the in the top six at the moment. One that now Pompey are looking over their shoulders. I think Ipswich will probably go past them with, with, with Paul Cook, with the impetus that they've got. I think Sunderland will stay in front of them because they've got the, the, the two appointment managers that I, I feared when going to clubs around Pompey in League One with, with Johnson and Paul Cook would have an influence. I, I think Pompey are now... Doncaster, they're, they're, looking, they're looking at for sixth. Don't discount Oxford can come. From, you know, they've got a game in hand. They can get within a few points. Mm-hmm. Um... Hopefully, there's teams above them that might, uh, like a Lincoln or Hull, uh, probably have been inconsistent. The inconsistency of the teams might pull one or two of those down still yet. Um, and Pompey, I see now going through a period of tumultuous results over the next few weeks um, with the, the games they've got, the Sunderland and the Peterborough, the games, the teams around them. I see them having a kind of uh, win some, lose some period through that. Uh, and the one thing they have got in their favour and the players are well aware of it as well by the way they were speaking about it to me on Tuesday they know they've got a favourable running uh, and I can see them through that running hopefully just scrambling enough points or getting on enough of a run to be able just to just to sneak into the top six what happens from there you need the impetus you need, you need the confidence to, to you know to go and win one off games but Pompey haven't got the, they need to have the leadership and the belief that they haven't had in the, in, in the playoffs under jacket. And you might get the luck of the draw. You might get something go your way because the margins have been quite close. Uh, but that's, for me, Pompey's best bet this season now. OK, lads. Well, unfortunately, we've run out of time. I think we all could have carried on. I think there's a lot of <laughs> pent-up frustration in us all. So, I've never um, seen you so angry. I am. I'm angry. I'm angry. But I'm looking at the time here. I've only got about 20 seconds left. So I'm going to roll, reel it in and let you get back to some work. I'm away for a lie-down. I'm not... <laughs> I'm going to maybe hibernate till 5 o'clock tomorrow. But in the meantime, thank you all for listening. Thank you, lads, for your contributions. We'll see you all again soon. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to the Portsmouth News website for everything you need to know about Pompey.